This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. And? And it would be cool to see it again. Yeah! Die Hard! Dude, you didn't say Die Hard. Is everything okay? Hi, this is Shane. And this is Virginia. And this is, wait, you've never seen a podcast dedicated to discussing well-known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. Wait! (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to be dramatic. Wait, you've never seen Die Hard? It's true. I've never seen Die Hard. Well, now I've seen Die Hard. You have. Good is... for you. She was a trooper, by the way. <laughs> All the way through that silly thing. So, Die Hard is rated R. Yes. What Di- year is it from? Die Hard is... So, according to IMDb.com, Die Hard, released in 1988, rated R... It is an action thriller movie, Ooh. and the description of it is... Wait, wait, wait. Don't do... Oh. Wait, I want to do my TV okay, guide summary you do first. Your, Ginny, Virginia is going to tell us what she thinks, what she thought the movie was going to be. Well, first I want to say it's rated R yes. for some brief nudity, some violence, and a lot of cussing. A lot of cussing. Um, so maybe don't, maybe don't let your kids watch this one. Probably I mean, not. well, your little kids, maybe. Maybe teenagers could probably handle it. Anyways, Perhaps. okay. So, like we talked about in our introductory episode, we have three segments. The first segment, what I expected from Die Hard. Yes. Okay. Um, typical action movie stuff, like explosions. Hanging out of the buildings. <laughs> I want to be clear. I wrote this down before I watched the movie. Okay? This is not me going back and, like, retroactively oh, making notes. Sh- I just want to be clear. I know you're So, honest. typical action movie stuff. Explosions. Hanging out of buildings. Helicopters. Lots of h- hanging in dangerous situations. I think Die Hard invented hanging out of buildings. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and uh, lots of high stakes, of course. Right. Um, I expected a lot of poorly done special effects. And I also expected an explanation of the phrase die hard. That's, yes, I would have liked that too. Like, I mean, <laughs> it seems like a lot of movies they'll be called something and there'll be one line in the movie that explains the title. You well, know what I mean? Well, our favorite movies, Star Wars and Star Trek. <laughs> Come on. Okay, well, well, we're we're gonna get on a that, Star sorry. Trek sidebar because that's not exactly true. I was baiting you. Yes, you were because of first contact. But we <laughs> yes. are going to just we're on breeze die hard. over that. Die hard, die hard, die hard. 
Um, okay, whether or not I expected to like, I I actually didn't expect to like it or dislike it. I expected to be kind of neutral. Like it, it's an action movie. I'm gonna right. be entertained. Yeah. Um, but it's gonna be a little outdated. It's from night. It's from oh my god. It's from Ninth, thirty years ago. Nineteen. Oh my god. Thirty gosh. years ago. So, my one sentence TV guide summary. Yes. Was. <laughs> Bruce Willis has to take down the Russian terrorist Alan Rickman, <laughs> who is holding hostages in a skyscraper, and also Carl Winslow from Family Matters is there. <laughs> You're getting you got dangerously close to correct. I I realized, I knew Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman were in it, and I I figured out that Reginald Vell Johnson, aka Carl Winslow, was also in it. <laughs> Who is like, he's That's a cop good. in everything. He's like the greatest. I think he was born with a cop uniform on. <laughs> but so, they were German terrorists, right? Not Russian. So accor- <laughs> That's right. So according to IMDB.com, their one-sentence summary of Die Hard is, John McClane, officer of the NYPD, tries to save his wife, Holly Gennaro, except he didn't know... Sorry, this is my own commentary. I should just read it and not give my own commentary. He didn't know he was going to be saving his wife. Right. But he was anyway. just going there for a Christmas party. Spoilers. Should we say spoilers? Probably I spoilers. I mean, that's kind of the <laughs> point of the podcast. John McClane tries to save his wife, Holly Gennaro, and several others that were taken hostage by German terrorists, nah. Hans Gruber, during a Christmas party at Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. Yes. So that's pretty much what you said, I think. Yes. <laughs> there was there was no mention of Carl Winslow, though. That's very true. Yes. So um, it did. Like I did get a lot of. I it met my expectations, and then I got a, explosions. a lot of explosions, yeah. which actually were. Kind, there was one scene where I was like, "Okay, that's pretty cheesy," but most of the special effects were way more well done than I would have expected for 1988. Um, yeah, it holds I, up. It holds up relatively well. Yeah, I um, I did not get an explanation of the phrase "die hard," which was very disappointing. Although like, it's is hard, it hard for him to for- die. <laughs> <laughs> See, Star Wars is about wars that take place in in the stars among the stars. So yeah, I guess that's as good of an explanation as you're gonna get. Probably so. Um, was my TV guide summary right? Well, we already kind of talked about that. Talked it was about that. it was mostly right. I didn't know the characters' names. Um, I just recently found out that Alan Rickman was in, and I I wouldn't have known that you know a year ago. I think I found out like actually when he died. I think right. R.I.P. Alan Rickman. Because there was that quote that was going around where people would go up to Alan Rickman later in life and say, oh, you're still watching Die Hard? And he said, always. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think that I think was... you're mixing fandoms there. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, it was mostly right, I guess. Um, yeah. Good job, me. So uh, we're going to move on to general discussion. Okay, there are a few things I noticed. Yes. Smoking in the airport. When is the last... I bet 1988 was the last time that would happen. Smoking in TVs and movies, are it, it's just so distracting to see now. Right. 
Or if it is, <laughs> it's like this it. ostracized thing, like in an episode of Friends, which we're going to hear a clip of Friends somewhere in this episode that I'm going to edit in through the magic of editing I later. Um, that one episode, Chandler starts smoking again. And he has to go smoke outside on the balcony while it's pouring down rain. So in that instance, it's okay for him to be smoking because he's being punished. That was air quotes. Punished for smoking. You can't. Or you can show the you bad can't be guy. Cool and be smoking. You can show the bad guy. Yeah, that you know, denotes the, evil the evilness. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Um, I didn't realize it was based on a novel. I didn't the either. opening credits. <clears throat> Excuse me. The opening credits said it was based on a novel. I had no idea. I'm ashamed that I didn't know that, frankly. (laughs) I should have known that. And something else I think I noticed that you did. There's a really good catch, actually. I've seen this movie a bunch of times. I never noticed this. There were... uh, The background music was like harsh Christmas carols. Like the score, not just... Right. Like the typical... It was like kind of typical, you know, music score, but it was like... You yeah, know. it was like uh, Winter Wonderland, but like very brassy like and a mi- flat. In a minor key. Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> Which, side note, would you classify this as a Christmas movie? Now listen, I know that Bruce Willis thinks that he is the be-all and end-all when it comes to Die Hard. Well, I mean, he is John McClane. No, he's not. His name is Bruce Willis. <laughs> he is not. But that's how he thinks of himself. Right. And he's... Someone asked him recently, and he said, no, it's not a Christmas movie. It's kind of a Christmas movie. I mean, it's it's a Christmas movie in the same... Like, we've talked about that they... You know, the audience doesn't know about that. It's a Wonderful Life is a Christmas movie, or White Christmas is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's most of the movie is not... about Christmas. It just happens at Christmas time. Right. But I think we could probably buy it and add it to our it, Christmas movie collection. Virginia is very into Christmas, but please don't reference that one Christmas movie. One Christmas movie. Yes, Virginia. There, oh, there God. is. See, <laughs> you I made me blo- do it. I blocked it out you of made my me mind. Do it. And now <laughs> I try to go the whole month of December without hearing that phrase. Well, as a precautionary measure, you should probably edit this out. Probably. <laughs> So, yes. Christmas movie, yes. I, I believe so. It's also, I do not love Christmas as much as my mother who puts jingle bells on her shoes. Oh. Thank you very much. <laughs> I just like to decorate and sing and watch movies. So, hmm. Anyways. So the one dated thing about Die Hard is uh, Naka- Nakatomi? Uh-huh. Uh, Nakatomi Plaza and the building it's supposed to be this amazing high tech thing and like whenever they show those screens of all the super high tech stuff that is super dated yeah yeah like when he walked in and had to like find Holly right find Holly on the touch screen and it's like it's just a ooh but it it looks like it looks so terrible compared to today yeah it's just a uh, what are those things called um it just tells you who's in the building. Like those signs. Oh, a directory. Thank you. Yes. Directory. It's just a directory mm-hmm. in a computer form. He's like, oh, it's a nice toy. It's like, no, no, no it's not. Mm-hmm. Anyway. There was a briefcase phone, too, I think. In the, was it in the limo that they were taking, that uh, what's-his-name was driving um, Bruce Willis to the... Argyle. Argyle, the, yes. Oh my god, limo. he was so clueless. How can you spend like hours and hours? I mean, the, 
I imagine that the wonders of a 1980s a 1980s limo that the novelty must pall after like two three hours <laughs> and you're going to go figure out that you can't get out of the, that you're trapped down there right and wasn't i mean there was a van down there the terrorists had a the van down there because that was their there, ultimate yeah. escape that's so spoiler weird. and he didn't see the like it's an empty parking lot except for the limo and the van yeah, well, I, I imagine it's one of those underground, multi-layered oh. parking garage. I'm guessing. I don't know. We don't have those here in, in these parts. I don't think. What? Yeah, I, I mean, We like tall right. things. Not so much with the basements and whatnot. It's Anyways. True. So, we talked about the briefcase phone. Okay, here's a question that was irritating me so much. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Why is everyone communicating on the same frequency? <laughs> That's a really good what point. What is that about? Wait, so Winslow? Uh-huh. The, the police officer. I'm, I don't even know his, his actual name. I'm, I should probably look it up, but he's <laughs> we Carl him. Winslow. Okay. The actor. Reginald Bell Johnson. <laughs> See, I did look that up. Um... Yeah, they they're speaking. Him and John McClane are speaking on the same frequency, and then Hans Gruber will occasionally go in and say, "Ah, oh, cowboy," or right, whatever. Right. Right. Like that is pretty ridiculous. Like I don't know. Maybe was that a weird technology thing in the eighties? Like I was only seven when this movie came yeah, out. That's so an was older it like, technology, though. But I radio. It just seems like. I mean, but they could still flip out. Like, if you said, hey, let's go over to Channel 9, I mean, the terrorists could still listen in on Channel 9. Shouldn't there be, so, like, a, like, a, like, a, like, a frequency that only cops go to? And the both John McClane and the cop outside? Well, because be John McClane is a cop, too. He's just yeah, like the NYPD. Right. There should be, like, a secret cop frequency. Speaking of things that frustrate me. Like, you know okay. how only dogs can hear certain frequencies? Go ahead. So... We literally had to pause the movie at this point so I could yell at John McClane <laughs> for handing a gun to Alan Rick to Hans Gruber in a terrible Amer was it an American accent? Right, he was Oh my god. <laughs> he was British playing German pretending, pretending to, to be, be an American. American. <laughs> so if it was a bad accent, I guess it was supposed to be. Right. <laughs> and it's like why are you handing him the which I'm guessing is the exact reaction that people were having in the movie theater, which makes me think, okay, this is my genuine, like, this is my genuine experience. Like, <laughs> don't get, and then as soon you as turn, you turn, you, you hand it, uh, sorry to interrupt, <laughs> but you hand a stranger that may or may not be a terrorist a gun, and then you turn your back. Like, what it, John McClane, you're smarter than this. So I had to pause it and yell at him. But then as soon as I hit play again, it was I was like, not oh, go. No, he's it's like, blanks. He's just messing with him. Yeah. But it wasn't blanks. He just didn't it wasn't put bullets it was, yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, also, okay, I love Archer. There is a know. television program that looks like a cartoon show. It is the, definitely not safe for children. It's not. It's just an animated adult program. Yes, a program. As my grandmother <laughs> would say, a program. Um, and it's very funny. I think so. Eh, it has some problems, but I like it. 
And um, there's a there's an episode where Archer goes to Russia, I think it is, and he is being chased by some Russian terrorists. Maybe this is why I thought they were Russian terrorists. <laughs> and um, uh, one of his uh, comrades uh, happens to pull his shoes or his socks off, so he's running around barefoot <laughs> on broken glass. That's fantastic. And as I'm watching, which kind of goes into pop culture references, I would think right. that probably, it's not an exact replica, but it's kind of, I'm guessing it's kind of a callback to that. Yeah, an homage. Archer will do that often where they'll combine several things in a clever, in a clever way. That is true. So, uh, Virginia, I have a question for you. Yes. Did Die Hard, in a, in a real way, I don't, I should probably have paid more attention, I do not know... If Die Hard passed the Bechtel test or not. Well, I will let you know that I was paying attention. You were. And indeed it did. It which did. Which very much surprised was me. Was it Holly? Holly Gennaro? So there were two scenes. One where Holly is talking to her secretary at the beginning of the movie. The secretary is named because we need two, at least two female. She's Ginny and Holly. Holly's the wife. Holly, okay. Ginny's the secretary. Okay. So two named female characters. Right. Holly says, Ginny, at 6.40, you're making me feel like Ebenezer Scrooge. Go on, join the party, have some champagne. And she says, thanks, Miss Gennaro. Do you think the baby can handle a little sip? That's weird. And Holly says, Ginny, that's ready. <laughs> that baby's ready to tin bar. So on this, I looked this up on the actual site. And on, they're kind of debating since... It says Ebenezer Scrooge. I was just going to say. <laughs> whether they're talking about a man. But I'm thinking... More, it's more of a literary reference to me. I would say that still passes because it's more of a literary reference than really talking well, about a, an actual man, I guess. Right, like, and even if even if you exclude that one line, there is still an exchange. Right, Do you think that baby? Wait, is the baby male or female? So um, there's well, there's actually another pass. Okay, with with still Holly. Okay, and then their daughter. Lucy. Oh, that's where right. Where Lucy picks up the phone and says, McLean residence, Lucy McLean speaking. Yeah. And Holly says, hello, Lucy McLean, this is your mother. Pass. And Lucy says, <laughs> mommy, when are you coming home? So, yeah, it actually it actually does pa- I mean, it ha- briefly passes, but that's better than, that's better than Star Wars and Star Trek. That's better than, what, 80, 90% of <laughs> everything else? I mean... For, for an action-adventure movie, for the template of all other action-adventure movies, for it to pack... I mean, passing yeah. the Bechtel test is, by the way, we it's should maybe mention... bare minimum. Bare it, minimum. It doesn't mean this is a feminist movie. It right. doesn't mean this is, like, some groundbreaking... It literally is the lowest bar for female representation. But still, in, it's, like, a dude bro... <laughs> in a dude bro movie, like... Like Die Hard, it is still something. That's true. I agree. So, so disability, pa- disability uh, portrayal in this. Um, movie? I was looking particularly. Um, a lot of times, uh, the villains will have disabilities, so you can make sure to know how evil they are. This Mr. Is Potter a, in the wheelchair, tra- right? It's a in, common. It's a wonderful life. And it's a wonderful life. Sorry. Right, right. A lot of villains will have scars or like Captain Hook and Peter Pan, you know. What does he have? He I'm just kidding. <laughs> she just gave me the best look. 
I just need to say Are that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't, I was kind of on the lookout if there was anything like that for Alan Rickman or I didn't, um, <laughs> so I didn't notice anything offhand. That doesn't necessarily mean that there wasn't Having a bad some, German accent? No. That's not a disability. That's just I'll, bad acting. <laughs> oh. I would never blaspheme Alan Rickman. I love him. Anyway. So. So. On um, to. Well, I just wanted to say, I didn't didn't notice anything offhand, but if any of our listeners maybe have seen it and were like, hey, this is something I noticed, or how could you miss this, they can let us know, and we'll talk about it. Right. Yes. So, moving on to pop culture references. Yeah, pop culture references that you now understand. Okay, what obviously you got? the most famous of them all is Yippie Kaye Mother. <laughs> right? The thing about yes. that is I expected it to like um precede like this large explosion or some climactic event in the mo- and he's just like Yippie Kaye Mother. <laughs> And then he goes into, like, the stairwell. Like, that was very much not what I was expecting. Okay, I'm not saying anything to Virginia, and no one else should either. Because we're... See, I've already kind of said something. What? We are going to watch, eventually, Die Hard 2. Uh-huh. And the fourth Die Hard movie. Because the third and the fifth aren't that great? The th- y- correct. I, w- I mean, it's the same way with, with Star Trek movies. You go... Even numbers are good, odd numbers are bad. So, um, it's similar. It's like, yeah. So, anyways. So. So, do you agree or disagree that it maybe was anticlimactic in this movie? Yeah, you're right. You're right. And they. Uh, sorry, spoilers for you, but they may or may not remedy that in the. I kind in- of hope so, because I feel like. It's it's one of the most widely quoted, th- if not the most widely quoted thing from this movie, and right. so I feel like it's very important. And it just seems like no. So, so there's lots of so, for those of you who have not watched Die Hard in a while, Hans Gruber calls you know calls him a cowboy. What he he goes by the name John McClane goes by the name Roy Rogers. Oh right. There's lots of cowboy stuff. So like. The Yippie Kaye thing. I see. Old timey cowboy thing. Ah, okay. So yeah, they didn't they didn't figure out how to utilize it to its fullest potential. So, um oh, so how would the movie have been different? I don't think I added this in my my notes because we talked about this later, is how would the movie have been different if uh with today's technology? Like we kind of talked about they were trying to set the set the explosions but they had to do it manually and like with today's technology it could probably be done by sure, a some sort of or bluetooth something, something yeah. or another well also it would be difficult if you were trying to say like okay here's this big giant building and it is the most technologically advanced building for today mm-hmm. and you want terrorists to like bounce in there and like mess everybody's Christmas party up. Right. I think that would be really difficult. It'd be really difficult to do because there must be a thousand different ways to alert Oh right. the police that there's something bad happening. Yeah, security is much tighter now. And even with uh, what I was thinking is 
John McClane would have had a cell phone on him, so he wouldn't have had to count on, like, the police come and then, who like, Hans Gruber's goons call them off, and he's like, no, come back. <laughs> like, you just keep him on the cell phone, call 911, keep him on the cell phone, tell him to come to the, the Nakatomi Tower or whatever. But he had to go find a level that they weren't on and then use the phone there and then worry about whether they could disconnect the phone. Like, that, that wouldn't happen. You know, in today's world, I don't think. Right. Well, do you have anything else you would like to discuss about Die Hard? Is there a specific reason you love it so much? Well, I mean, Die Hard is just, you know, it's it's a, it's a an awful lot of fun. Die Hard! And at this point, I feel comfortable expressing my love for Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't... I don't really want like a relationship with Bruce Willis, but uh-huh. I want him to protect me and keep me safe. I mean, he protected most of those hostages, so I mean, poor Mr. Nakatomi. Right, and then there was the the cokehead who got oh right who got shot for Malva, yeah, you know. he was creepy. I didn't like him. I mean, I, I, that's the well, point. That's, I wasn't supposed to like. He him. He did have a beard, so we weren't <laughs> supposed to like him. But yeah, so you do enjoy the Bruce Willis movies. I, I think I we've watched Armageddon a few times, which I well, enjoy as well. Although I was, it's I was gonna say like very unrealistic. <laughs> well, I mean that's kind of the template of right. Bruce of a great exactly. Bruce Willis movie. So Bruce Willis essentially for like thirty years. There are some exceptions, obviously, but kind of for thirty years, he's kind of remade. He's he's remade Die Hard many many different ways, like in the Fifth Element, and mm-hmm. he, I haven't mentioned seen Arm- the Fifth Element. Wait, you've never <laughs> seen the Fifth? That's going to go on the list, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Let yes. me tell you. So I think that's all I have to say. Okay, well, um, you can find us on Cosmic Potato Podcast Network at cosmicpotato.com. You can also find us at waityouveneverseen.com. And on Facebook and Twitter under Wait YNS. You can email us at waityouveneverseen at gmail.com. Yeah, so leave us some feedback. Tell us why we're wrong about Die Hard. Tell us that, tell me and break my heart and tell me that you don't think that Bruce Willis would be able to protect me and keep me safe. (laughs) If you have any suggestions for movies that we should watch, let us know. That's our show for today. Next time, I believe we'll be watching Grease. The first one. Yes. The fir- there are two. There D- are two. Does anyone say Grease 1? No. It's not like st- the Star Wars franchise. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't know. Grease will be up next. Grease Gre- is the word that you heard. Grease 1. I'll, I'll probably <laughs> learn what she means by that next time. <laughs>